Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to our Sunday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Humberg, along with Christopher Herzog. And we are here for two hours of seeking the face of the Father, of interceding on behalf of the nations, of standing in the gap, on behalf of a world that knows not of the Father nor of the love of the Son, nor of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we stand interceding for those who have heard of the name of Jesus and whose hearts have not come to the fullness of time. And the Bible says, the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And so we intercede to the Father to reach out to touch the hearts of men, that they may be turned to him, that their eyes may be opened, that their ears may be unstopped, that the Father would send laborers into his harvest, that he would rise up men and women and children who can boldly proclaim unto the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord, and not just to the nations, but to their own communities and to their own cities and to their own families above all. Because if we can't start with those people in our own households and in our own walls, then we have no way of being able to go out of those walls. And we're here to take your prayer request to come in agreement with you and according to the word of God for your deliverance, for your healing, for your restoration, for your renewal. So if you have a prayer request, if you just have something on your heart you would like to share, please give us a call. Our number is 619-638-8458. And we'll spend some time reading the word tonight. And I'm not that much of a preacher. Um, I've actually never been a preacher. Um, But we trust in the Holy Spirit to take the words and to make them come alive and to give us fresh revelation daily of the Word of the Father, that this Word will become alive in you, that this Word will become planted inside your heart and it will spring forth and bear fruit in your life and in the lives of those around you that you can become a blessing to those around you and that you can become all that the Father has meant for you to be not because of this radio broadcast and not because of me and Chris but because of the grace of the Father and because of the plans of the Father and because of the promises of the Father, which he spoke over all of our lives before we were even born. And so, Father, Lord, once again we come to you. Lord, seeking your grace, Father, seeking to know you. Father, Lord, that you would give us wisdom and discernment in all things, Father, 
that you would give us revelation into your will for our lives. Father, that you would give us boldness, Father, and give us strength. Your word declares that you are our strength, that you are our shield, Father. And so we submit our lives to you, Father, and we submit the this two hours to you, Lord, that you would be glorified. Jesus, that your name would be exalted and you would be glorified, Father. Through your word, Father, through the demonstration of your spirit and power, Lord. Father, that you tonight would heal the sick, Lord, that you would proclaim liberty to the captives, Father, the opening of prisons to those who are bound, Lord, that you would bring forth restoration, Lord, into relationships between mothers and daughters and fathers and sons, between husbands and wives, Father, between friends, Lord, that you would bring forth a spirit of reconciliation and restoration, Father, in our relationships, Lord. And, Father, that you would unify us, Lord, as one body whose heart seeks not after your hand, Father, but it seeks after your heart, Lord. Father, that you would take us into that deep place, Father, of your presence, Lord, where the things of this world become vaguely dim, Father, where we can take our eyes off of the things of this world, off of our worries, Father, and cast them at your feet, Lord. And that we can seek you, Father, and that we can worship you in spirit and truth, for your word declares that you are a spirit, and those who come to you must worship you in spirit and truth, Lord. So, Jesus, we magnify your name. We declare that you are Lord. We declare that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the first and the last. That you are our Redeemer, that you are our Savior, our all in all. Father, we worship you. With everything that is in us, we worship you, Father. And we lay our lives down, Father. Not just so that we could die for you, Lord, but that we can live for you, Father. That we can be examples of your Son, Jesus Christ, in this earth, Father. That we can proclaim the name of Jesus to this world, Lord. Through our words, through our actions, through our lives, Father. That this world would know of your son Jesus. Father, that not one person would be lost, Father. Your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, Lord. And Father, so we seek that you would speak to our hearts and give us direction, Lord. Your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So, Father, give us new direction, Father. Take us up and give us your vision, Father. Give us your eyesight, Lord. Let us see things, our situations, our circumstances, Father, our struggles, our adversities, Father, our lives. Let us see them the way you see them, Father. Let us see ourselves the way that you see us, Lord. 
Father, and boldly declare your word over our lives, Father. Become our banner that we can proclaim that we are children of God, Father. Not because of how we may feel, Lord, but because we stand in faith believing your word. And we stand fast and come into into agreement with you, God, on your words for our lives, Father. For you declare that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, please give us discernment. Give us revelation. And tonight, show us Jesus. Show us Jesus. Reveal Jesus to us. Not just as the name of someone we've read or heard about, but consume us with the knowledge of your Son, Jesus. Consume us with the love of the Father that was poured out through Jesus Christ into this earth, Lord. And let us have that same love, Father. Let us have the same desires, the same passions, Father, the same ambitions, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And so this is Prayer International Radio. And our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. We have a chat room open if you want to get in there and need prayer. If you can't get to a telephone, then you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. 
Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Our prayer line is open. If you need prayer for anything, just give us a call. Father, give us revelation. Father, into the mysteries of your will, Father. Lord, give us revelation into the mystery of your will, Father. Father, speak to us as a man speaks to a friend, Lord. Give us hearing ears, Father, that we can in all times and in every place hear your voice, Father. And bring us to the realization of your presence, Father, wherever we go, Father. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. I guess we're going to read some tonight. Um, You know, um, someone in the chat room, I'd asked them how they're doing, and they said bless, and it reminded me that we are blessed far beyond anything we could possibly comprehend. And the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. It says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It says that he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And if you sit back and you think about it, we have been given the Holy Spirit of the living God as a guarantee, as a seal, as a sign. In the Old Testament, they would anoint people's earlobes and their toes as a seal. And now we have been anointed and we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Comforter, as a guarantee of our inheritance, as a guide, as a as a friend it says in um, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 3 and I think um, back up (laughs) 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and there's no telling where we're going to end off tonight but 2 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, um, Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I departed from Macedonia. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us into triumph in Christ. You know, it says in Romans, it says, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to the purpose and to his purpose. And the word of God declares that he knows the thoughts he has for us, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. Even Jesus himself said, I have come that you may have life and have more abundantly, which means on the other side of whatever mountain and whatever struggle and whatever issue you're going through, there's a blessing. 
there is a fullness and there is a rest and there is a peace and there is a triumph. And, you know, the Lord always leads us into triumph. Regardless of what situations we face and what battles we face, he has already spoken out his word into our lives, proclaiming our freedom, proclaiming our victory. It says we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Um, Paul said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other created thing, nor height, nor depth, nor width. I mean, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it says, he always leads us into triumph. You know, the Father's mindset is victory over our situations. I mean, he has anointed Jesus and exalted Jesus, set him at his right hand. And giving him the name that is above every name. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And it says that the Father has placed all things under his feet. All things are under his authority, under his dominion, under his ability. And there's nothing that is higher than him. And he has proclaimed the word. His word declares that the word that the word that I have spoken will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that for which I sent it. And in our lives, he has spoken a word. He told um, Joshua over and over again when he was explaining to Joshua that he was going to be taken over from Moses. He said, "He said only be strong and of good courage." Over and over again, he said, do not fear. Be strong and of good courage, for I am with you wherever you go. And even now in these days, we have the unique ability and the unique privilege to be able to walk into a world of darkness and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and to diffuse the knowledge and the light of Jesus Christ into a, into a darkened world and to proclaim the liberty to the captives and to proclaim the opening of prison doors, to proclaim healing, to proclaim deliverance, to proclaim life into a world that is filled with death and darkness and a world that has been, de that has been deceived and twisted and that the knowledge of the Father has been removed from this world. And yet we have the ability to stand as lights and to stand as ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto God. And all these things that the the patriarchs in the Old Testament just sought to look into and the things that they had just dreamed about knowing about, they, they, received, they received the word and they received prophetic words and promises of the coming Messiah. And yet we in these last days have witnessed well, some of us haven't actually witnessed it because we weren't actually there. But the Holy Spirit, <laughs> who is still here dwelling among us, revealing to us the words of Jesus, revealing to us the heart of the Father. It says that no one knows the heart of the Father except for the Spirit of the Father. And Jesus said this same Holy Spirit would take what it says and declare it unto us and reveal to us Jesus. And he always leads us into triumph. 
he always leads us beside the still waters. He always lays us down in the green pastures. And, you know, like the children of Israel were told that God was going to take them to the promised land. And God had already determined that they were going to make it to the promised land one way or the other. Even though they went around the promised land, they went around it for 40 years around this mountain trying to get to the promised land, which was only a couple, probably a couple miles away. The father still spoke out and said they were going to get there. So regardless of what happened between the beginning of the journey and the end of the journey, he had still spoken that the children of Israel were going to make it to the promised land. Now, not all of them made it because of their unbelief, but those that stayed and believed made it to the promised land, and it was more than they could ever possibly expect. And so even in our lives, though we struggle and though we have tribulation, you know, we can still, instead of going around that mountain, like Jesus said, if you just have the faith inside of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed, and it would be. And so we need to be speaking at our mountain and declaring it to be moved and not just walk around the mountain and not just worry and not just pace around saying, oh, God, what am I going to do? But trust in the Father and trust in his word and stand upon his word. Speak to the mountains according to the word of God and tell them to get out of our way and get into the promised land and be led by the Holy Spirit and let him be the mighty man of the mighty man of valor. Let him be our exceedingly strong tower. Let him be our our the captain of our faith. And if we will just trust in his word and take his word as what it says and believe that he can do everything he said, that he is able to do everything he has said. And like his word declares in Jeremiah, that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power of this, actually, Ephesians, that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. You know, and then Paul said, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. You know, what that means is that we go out into this world, and we are literally the fragrance of the Father. We get around the people in this world, and they they can sense it. They can smell it. They can see that there is something about us that reminds them of home that they don't know of. You know, we spoke the other night about how my mother had just recently passed away, and right before she died... The first couple months when she was in the hospital, um, she always mentioned that she wanted to go home, that she was tired of being in the hospital. She just wanted to leave and go back to her house. But then toward the end, toward those last couple days, she spoke of home, but it was a different home. Because, you know, the Bible declares that we seek a homeland and that the Father has prepared a city for us. And we bring about this fragrance of Jesus Christ that that stirs up people's hearts and their spirits. And it brings something stirring inside of them they can't explain, but it reminds them of home. Deep down inside, it reminds them of the Father. Even though they don't even have words to describe it, there's just something there. And that something which their their eyes haven't been opened to understand is the love of the Father. It's the revelation of the person of Jesus Christ that we carry about in our bodies. And it says, for we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity. But as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. Do we begin, do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need, as some others, epistles of, com, of 
commendation to you or letters of commendation from you. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. And, you know, the, the Father, we, we through our lives, from the time that we first become, come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ to the present, we become living, like we, we, we mentioned this over and over again, we become living epistles, we become living symphonies, and living like the tablets of stone from the Old Testament, we become those tablets of stone, but in the form of a physical body, in the form of a vessel that the Holy Spirit of the living God will dwell in, and that we are given out into the world and poured out into this world as a memory, as a monument to the Father. bring into the remembrance, to reveal to the people of this world, the Father. Because we're not here and we don't go out to represent ourselves or to boast or to parade ourselves or to exalt ourselves, but we exalt the name of Jesus and we exalt the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And everything we do in word or in deed, we do with the knowledge that we are represent, representatives of the Messiah, of the Lord of all heaven and earth. And and he says, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is the heart. You know, God said that in the, the days would come when he would take his law and write it on the men's hearts. And and so we, through the Holy Spirit, through our, our through our relationship with the Holy Spirit, through that time of intimacy, when we come before His presence, and we actually take ourselves out of this world and into the presence of the Father, and we spend that time of communion with Him, like Jesus did, you know, He ministers to our hearts and He writes into our hearts the things of the Father that we can take those things that have been freely given to us. You know, it says, the Bible says freely, as you have been given, freely, I mean, give as you, I mean, I don't, what's the exact wording? Um, freely you have been given, freely give, or something similar to that. But literally, all the things that are that are imparted into our lives by the Holy Spirit, we can take and give them out to the world and give them the knowledge of the Father. And, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He literally reveals to us the things of Jesus. You know, Paul said that he, in, to some of the, um, in some of his letters, he said that he had desired to be with the people he had ministered to, that he may impart to them some spiritual gift. But yet, in the same way, the Holy Spirit longs to be for, to be in, for us to be in his presence, that he can impart into us the things of the Father and the life of the Father and the revelation of the Word of God, that we can turn around and impart that to this world. And it says, and we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, also who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You know, in the Old Testament, it says there, and I don't remember the exact story, but there is the story of God speaking through a donkey to someone. You know, Jesus said if men wouldn't praise him, that he could have the rocks cry out. And so, you know, and Paul said it 
Paul said before that um, the, it, God chooses the thing, the weak things, to bring to shame the mighty. And not many great, not many noble, are the ones that are called. It's not the exalted ones that are called, but God takes the lowly things of this world to bring to shame those who consider themselves wise. And, you know, it's the same Holy Spirit. Chris says this over and over again in his broadcast, that we have the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that was moving over the faces of the waters of the earth before when it was still without form and void and dark. And that same Holy Spirit accompanies us Backing up the word with signs and wonders. And it's not about us. It's not, I mean, there's no difference between any of us. I mean, we are just ministers and we are vessels that the Holy Spirit uses if we're willing to stand up and tell the Father, you know what, just use me. And we set aside our, our expectations of what the Father can we of what the Father can do, and we and we take our mind and we set it aside as far as trying to figure out the things of God, and we just trust Him at His word and let Him use us the way He wants to use us, and be obedient and be submissive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it says, and this is a word actually gets pretty awesome. But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadily look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? You know, when Moses went up to the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, he came down from the mountain and his face was shining, and he had to cover his face to hide his face from those around him. But we, who have the ministry and have the presence of the Holy Spirit, don't need to cover our face, but yet Jesus said, don't cover it all. I mean, we shouldn't, you don't take a, you don't take a candle and put it under a basket. And the gifts that the Father has placed in you, you shouldn't be hiding. You shouldn't be, like, holding them down, but yet you should be letting them shine and let the Father exalt those gifts that are inside of you. Whatever those gifts are, let the Father exalt them and let him use them for his glory, that he can be glorified in the earth. And, you know, it's the same thing about carrying around his presence. We carry around not the presence of the law and of the old covenant, but we carry about in our body the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fragrance of the knowledge of the Lord into this earth. It says, for the if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in their reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, 
when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. It's the same veil of separation that separated the most holy place from the outer temples and the inner temples of the Old Testament. And when Jesus Christ was crucified upon the cross, the veil of the temple was torn in two, and the Father declared that there is open access. Like Paul said in Romans, he said, "Come, we can come bold to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. And yet it's the one message that the world doesn't understand. The world's been lied to and deceived and told that they have no access to the Father for whatever reason, that they're not good enough or whatever. That they just don't understand the simplicity of the message of the cross. That just as through one man sin came into the world, yet through another man, Jesus Christ, came life eternal life on all who would believe. And it doesn't matter their nationality or their background. It says it doesn't matter whether they're Jew or Greek. For the same Christ died for all of us. I mean, John three sixteen, for God's the love of the world that whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. <laughs> I could go on and on about that verse. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know, whatever you're struggling with today, it sounds like an easy thing to say just to get into the presence of God. But you can't get in the presence of God and not be changed. And the more we, David said, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And it's not about keeping a strict regimen of the law, but it's about honoring the Father in our body and becoming living sacrifices to him. And the more we spend in his presence, the more that those bondages and those chains will be broken by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus, and by the re revelation of our position in Jesus. The Bible says that the man thinks in his heart, so is he. And the problem with most people in the world is the fact that they have this wrong mindset and the fact that they believe one thing about themselves and they speak out those things about themselves that are not true and that are a lie. And so they agree with the lie and make the lie a reality into their life, even though in it's actually not the truth, but they make it the truth because of believing and speaking forth and agreeing with a word that's not true that was spoken over them, and they just take it in and believe it. But yet we have the gift of the word of the living God, the word of Jesus spoken into our lives, and if we will just accept it and confess it and believe it, then this is the word in which paints an image of the glory of Jesus Christ that we become because it says, we all behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, which is Jesus. And we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, and I'm not saying that we become Jesus, but we become like Jesus. We have the mind. It says we have the mind of Christ, but we only have the mind of Christ when we take our mind and let him be renewed by the word of, of the word of the Father so that we can have the mind, so that we can have the mind of Christ. And so that way the thoughts that he, we think are similar to the thoughts that he thinks because we've implanted his word in our hearts and in our minds. 
you know, it says that we t- we talk about the, the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and the shield of faith, with which we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And, you know, James says, Hear- faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, you know, the sword and the shield don't act independently of each other, and neither one of them will do anything for you if you don't actually pick them up and use them. It's great to talk about them and say and talk about having the word of God and having this amazing shield of faith, but if you don't pick them up and exercise them and exercise your faith by being renewed in your spirit and of your mind and taking up the sword of the spirit. And when it says take up the sword of spirit, this doesn't, doesn't mean hold the Bible in your hand. It makes take, take the word. And because it says the word of the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing through the soul and the spirit. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of a heart. So when you take the word of God, the sword of the spirit, you speak it out through your mouth. And you confess it over your life. You will break into asunder the things of your soul and spirit. And weed out those things that are not of God. And take that, that river of living water that Jesus said that if we would just ask him, he would give us living water so that we would never thirst. And we become transformed into the image of Christ. By standing upon our faith and taking the word and using the word over our lives. You know, James said, faith without works is dead. And we've said this before, but sometimes we need to have our actions match what we claim our faith is. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, we have received mercy. We do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame. You know, it says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ is, for the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. There is no more shame. All our shame was placed on Jesus Christ when he died from the cross and then rose from the dead. We can walk in the newness of life. We can walk in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says the old man has been done away with and we have been raised up to live in this new life through Jesus Christ. I mean, Paul said, all things have cast away, become all, behold, all things have become new. If anyone is Christ, he's a new creation. And so we need to start thinking and believing ourselves to be that new creation that the Father already spoke through the word of God that we are. And then we can actually profess that over ourselves and give us, give us the mindset that that's what we are, so that way we can actually start walking like that and believing that that's what we are, which is the truth because that's what Jesus said. He said the truth will set you free. <laughs> and, you know, he said my word is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to know the way, you have to know the truth, and then you know the truth, you get the life. But it all comes from his word. It all comes from understanding what he said over us and believing those things he said over us. Because when you believe the things that the Father said over you, and you take those and you act upon those things and speak those out and confess those things, you're not only going to change your life, you're going to change the life of every single person around you. Because then you're going to really diffuse the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ into this earth. It says, but we have renounced the things 
not walk in craftiness or hand in the word of God deceitly, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. For ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shone into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have. Talk about us being blessed. We have this treasure. <laughs> David said in one of the Psalms, he said, that he has become our exceedingly great. I think it was in the Psalms. He said that he has become our exceedingly great reward. We have a treasure that we can't even comprehend. The Bible says that no eye has seen, nor has entered into the heart of man those things which God had prepared for those that love him. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You know, we are victorious not through our own abilities, through our own actions. We're victorious through Christ Jesus, through the blood of the cross, through the word of our testimony. When we are weak, he is strong. You know, Paul said, I have come to you not in excellence of speech, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith, your faith may not be in men, but in God. Every minute of every day, we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and let him take over and let him take control. Let him have complete and total control over everything that happens. You know, we say it over and over again. We pray for the sick because the Word of God says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But it's not us that does the miraculous healing. It's us that takes, us, that takes our faith and acts upon our faith and become, and become obedient to the Word of God and come into agreement with the Father on what He has declared. And then it says that the Holy Spirit confirms the Word with signs and wonders. We are hard-pressed on every side. It says in 4.8, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live were always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, 
that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, do not lose heart, for even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction. <laughs> it's amazing, these these disciples and apostles who were persecuted more than most of us Christians could ever comprehend. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, Smith Wigglesworth once said he's not that he wasn't moved by what he saw or what he heard or what he felt. He was only moved by what he believes. And you can look at the mountain and you can be afraid of the mountain. Or you can stop. Not look at the mountain. You can have the knowledge that the mountain's there, but don't look at the mountain. Look to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. Who it says, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Who lives to make intercession for us. Who's become our high priest and our high counselor. Who's become our chief advocate in heaven. Interceding to the Father on our behalf. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The bride of Christ. Don't be moved by your situation, but let your faith move the situation. Speak forth the words of the Father. Declare that His word is true over your life, regardless of what may be going on in your life. Cast down your rod at the base of the sea and watch the waters part. And trust him to do exactly what he said he will do, exceedingly abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. It says in Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Whatever it is that's going on, it may be hard, but trust him. Call unto him and let him answer you and show you things that you can't possibly imagine. Let him be glorified in your life. Let him be glorified in your situation. Stop depending on your own strength. And let Jesus be your strength. Give way to the Holy Spirit to move into your life and to give you revelation and discernment. Let him lead you beside the still waters. Because it's not about struggling anymore. Because the work was already done on the cross. Our only work is to agree with him. 
and let him be God. Anyway, this is um, Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Christopher Herzog.
All right, well, praise God. And that was Angus D. And uh, worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah, the Lamb is worthy. And we just praise Jesus that he is the Lamb that was slain. We are worshiping him tonight on Prairie International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we had Sean Holmberg in the studio for the first hour. And I am picking up the broadcast for this last hour. So praise God. I apologize if we had some uh, technical difficulties earlier and if it muted out on anybody. Um, we do apologize. But hallelujah, we keep pressing on. And although our prayers might have been silent for that ten minutes or so, God and all of heaven is hearing and joining in and interceding. Thank God we are joining in with Jesus who's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. We are celebrating this week. We're coming up on Easter, coming up on Passover, coming up on that time of the year where we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate the fact that he gave and shed his blood for our salvation, for our wholeness, for our healing, for our atonement. And we are so thankful for the blood of Christ that is speaking today every bit as much as it was speaking 2,000 and 10 years, 11 years ago. We are thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the Spirit of God that is moving in the earth today, moving upon men and women, speaking through men and women, touching and healing, changing lives by the truth of his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that you're a good God. We thank you, Father, that we can come to you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and lift up your holy name. Lord, we are thankful to join in with our spiritual family, those that are in the chat room. Thank you for being in the chat room. I endure and, and Sister Lupe are in there. We just bless you tonight. We thank you for those of you that are listening on Facebook and the website. And we just join right now with the Father, and we join with Jesus in prayer, and we just lift you up in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing all around the globe, all around the world right now, Father, that you're moving upon the hearts of men and women, and we just declare your will be done, and your kingdom come, Lord, tonight, here on earth, just as it is in heaven, Father. Lord, that you would raise up men and women out of the pews. Raise up men and women, Lord, with authority and with a passion for you and a compassion for people, Lord God. That, Father, you would raise up men and women by your Holy Spirit to go forward and declare the kingdom of God, to preach the kingdom of the gospel. That, Father God, that, Lord, you would surely declare the word that is preached With signs following, Father, you promised, Lord God, that you are not slack, that you are not slow, that you will not hold back, but that, Father God, you are ever ready to bless your children, a father, like a father that gives good gifts to his children. But, Father, if we ask, Lord, for bread, you won't give us a stone, Lord. Father, if we ask, we would receive. If we seek, Father, you said seek first your kingdom. 
And, Lord, we are seeking you tonight. You said seek your face. And, Lord, we just say back, Lord, your face, Lord, will we seek. Raise up an army, Lord. Raise up intercessors, Lord. Raise up prayer warriors, Lord, that will stand in the gap for this generation and the generation to come. And, Father, we thank you that you are moving mightily by your Spirit. But, Father God, you are more than just a history book. You are more than just a doctrine or a theology. But you are a living God that is moving and breathing and touching the hearts of your people. And, Father, we thank you that you are not only touching hearts, but you are changing minds. You are transforming people in their emotions and in their minds. You are transforming mindsets and philosophies. You are transforming and causing people to get breakthrough on the inside. They're becoming whole where they've been broken. They're becoming healed where they've been tormented and sick. Father, we thank you that you're loosing people from the spirit of infirmity. And Father God, you are moving mightily and you are healing cancers. You are raising the dead. Lord, you are moving, and you are healing allergies. You are healing asthmas. You are healing broken bones. You are healing broken marriages. And, Father, you are moving mightily. Now, right now, Father, we pray for those that are in jail. Lord, I know, Father God, we've got people, Lord, that are believing for family members, believing for loved ones, believing for their son. We just want to lift up our sisters and I that's believing for our son that's in jail. We've got a friend that's believing for her sister in Rockwall. We're lifting up those of you that that have come to us with needs. There's we we even have family members in jail. We're lifting up our own family members right now in the name of Jesus. People that are going through things. We just pray just as Paul and Silas were in jail, and they prayed. And, and Father, you sent an angel. You sent revival, even in the midst of the prison system back in the Bible times. But you would send a revival, Father, even in this day. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you are moving. So we ask your blessing right now. And those that are going to court, those that are facing trials and different situations, even those that are in the middle of court situations and needing favor. Right now we just pray for everyone that's listening that's going through uh, court cases and going through court situations that needs favor. Anyone that needs favor, we just declare the favor of God, justice, and that if you need mercy, we pray mercy. So right now we just bless family. For everyone that's listening tonight, we just bless your family. We're praying for our own family. We're believing for our own family members that are unsaved and those that are going through trials and those that are struggling and and being attacked in their bodies. We're believing. We're standing. My wife and I are having to stand and dig our heels in and fight and believe for our loved ones. And as you know, we've asked that you would join us in prayer for our families and lift us up and pray that God's will be done in our lives. 
We're going to stand and join for you because we believe in the power of agreement. We believe in the power of agreement. So praise God, God's a good God. We just say in the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. That whatever you put your hand to would be blessed. That God would give you opportunity and increase you and multiply you. And as you seek first the kingdom, there would be an addition in your life that the devil would have to give up everything that he's stolen in your life, that there would be a sevenfold return. And let me tell you, the Bible says this is the season when the year of the harvest comes in your life. God says everything that the locust and the canker worm has eaten up, everything that's been stolen from you, everything that's been wasted in your life, God would raise up the former desolations and raise up the wasted places in your life and let them take what the world said was ruined and finished in your life and let them breathe on the dirt of your life. And just as he formed man out of the dust of the earth, he will form and you will be reborn and he will give you a new life. And he will give you a new start. His mercies are new every day because his joy comes in the morning. And listen, if you will trust him, even with the good and the bad and the ugly of your life, and you ask him to redeem it and pour his blood upon it, and you ask him to turn your situation around, because he promises that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And if you are called, by the Spirit of God tonight, if you are called into his kingdom, into his marvelous life, if he's called you out of darkness and he's translated your life tonight, let me tell you something. You are a child of the Most High God, and it's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to stand up and stop being defeated and stop living a defeated life. David even had to encourage himself in the Lord and tell himself not to be downcast and tell his soul to be restored. He'd say, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. Now, let me tell you something. If you will put your hope in God tonight, if you will put your hope in the God, the one true God, the most high God, he will not forsake you. He will not leave you. In fact, he is for you. And if God is for you, then nobody can be against you. In fact, he says, if he is for you, then your ways are pleasing with him. Even your enemies, he'll make your enemies at peace with you. And if they can't be at peace with you, then they, when they come at you one way, he says he'll send them seven ways scattering. And I'm here to tell you that the enemy has been defeated in your life. If you are walking in the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, if you're allowing a testimony to be birthed inside of you, listen, If you, unless you're going through a test, unless you're going through a test, you're never going to have a testimony. Unless you're going through a trial. But how's the testing of your faith going to produce patience if your faith isn't tested? And how is the character of God going to be produced in you if you're not going through things that are going to refine you like a fire? Listen, we go through things. 
we're not living in a bubble. And and unfortunately, if your Christianity has been limited to a bubble, and it's been limited to inside the four walls of church, and you haven't needed God to be God on the outside of those church walls in your life, then I'm telling you, get ready for for a setup. Because there's going to come a time in your life that when the rubber meets the road and you get into the face of, of reality and you're dealing with real life, you're going to need a savior. You're going to need a healer. You're going to need a provider. You're going to need an encourager. You're going to need someone that's going to lift your head up when your head can't lift itself up, when all you can do is hang your head low because you're so defeated and you're so discouraged and you're so beaten down. But let me tell you something. The Lord says be lifted up and be encouraged. And don't be depressed and oppressed, but rejoice. And you can rejoice tonight if you're in Christ. You can rejoice tonight if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Because God, this is his Passover season. This is the time of the year we celebrate the Passover. And he is lifting up his people. He is lifting up the children of God. And let me tell you something. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You need to understand your position as a believer tonight. You need to understand if you're in Christ, you're already seated with Christ in heavenly places. If you're in Christ, you need to begin to set your mind on the things above. You need to stop thinking about everything that's going on in the world all the time. You need to start getting your mind in God. You need to start getting your focus on God. The Bible says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. But you're to lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets you. And then you look unto Jesus. And how is he going to be the author and the finisher of your faith? If you're not looking at him in confidence, if you're not putting your faith in him, if you're not, look, you can't even come to God unless you believe that he is. You can't. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe that he is. And if you're not believing, if you don't have faith in God, without faith it's impossible to please him. So you must put your faith in him. You must put your belief in him. You must put your trust and your hope in him. Listen, he's trustworthy. God is trustworthy. Number one reason why God is trustworthy, because God is not a man. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And that's the one reason, that's the number one reason that you can put your trust in God, because he's not like you. And he's not like me. He's not like the world. He's a good God. He doesn't lie. He doesn't cheat. He never gives you second best. He never sells you short. He never cuts you out. He's constantly looking for ways to bless you. He's constantly looking for ways to lift you up. He's constantly looking for ways to fix your messes. And bring blessing and glory and honor in your life. And have his name be great in your life. 
He's constantly looking to do that because he's a good father. You see, we've given him a bad rap. We've given him a bad name. I'm here to tell you tonight, put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. Commit your ways to him because he loves you. Praise God. Look, this is Prayer International Radio. We're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're just, you know, we're just praising God. We're just thanking him. We're just grateful. Look, I'm grateful tonight. You know, here my wife and I sit in our home, you know, in in America, blessed of the Lord. And there's people on the other side of the earth that their homes went floating away in the ocean five or six weeks ago. You know, we are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. And you need to begin to be thankful. Begin to be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what you don't have. Most of all, be thankful for Jesus. And in this season, begin to recognize the blood of the Lamb. Begin to acknowledge what the blood has done. His blood shed for you, his broken body given for you. Because listen, there's healing in the cross. You need to go to the cross. You need to find yourself in the cross. Power in the blood of the Lamb. You say, well, The whole night long you've been talking about the blood of Jesus. Yes, I have. I've been talking about the blood of Jesus all night long. You know why? Because apart from that, you have nothing to stand on. Apart from the blood of Jesus, I have nothing to come to God with. The blood of Jesus is your entrance to heaven. The blood of Jesus is your justification. The blood of Jesus is your atonement that brings righteousness. The blood of Jesus is the thing that speaks for healing in your life. Get an understanding. Go watch the passion of the Christ. Go watch the passion of the Christ. And get a revelation of what he did for you. Realize he didn't die in vain. And you can praise him today. He's Jehovah Sitkanir. He's your righteousness. He's Jehovah Makadesh, the Jehovah who sanctifies. He covers your sin. He covers your sin. He's Jehovah Shalom, your peace. It's Jehovah Shammah, the Lord that's always there. He covers your spirit. Do you need soundness in your mind? Jehovah Shalom, he's your peace. Do you need soundness in your body? Wholeness? Jehovah Rophe, 
the healer. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, you're healed. You're healed by the blood of Jesus. You say, how can that be so? It's so. It is so. Because it's already taken place. It's a historical fact. It's a biblical fact. Praise Jesus. Lift him up. Lift up the name of Jesus. Or lifting up his name. He's the holy God. Jehovah Jireh, he's a provider. You need the Lord's provision in your life and begin to follow his principles concerning giving and concerning your business, concerning being integritous in, in your business. You need success in your life. Then follow God's plan. You need security in your life. And realize he's Jehovah Nisi, your banner. He's Jehovah. He's the Lord that fights the, your battles for you. He's Jehovah Rohi, the shepherd. He's the good shepherd that beats away the wolves and leads you through the valley of the shadow of death. You need security. He's your refuge in your rock. He's your strength. He's your ever-present help in time of need. Realize there's benefits tonight. There's benefits to being a child of God. There's benefits. There's benefits in the kingdom of God.
All right, praise God, we're back. And that was Awaken Love by Brother Sean Tetch. Well, God bless everybody in the chat room tonight. We got I Endure, Richie Ray, and Walk on Water. And we're just thankful to have our Facebook family and those that listen to us on our Prayer International, www.prayerinternational.org is our website. And of course, you can always call in at 619-638-8458. Tonight, we were just talking about the cross. We are talking about the blood of Jesus. I know some of you tuned in kind of late. But uh, we just want to pray for everyone tonight. You know, just lift you up in the name of Jesus. Just bless you. Pray that the Holy Spirit would touch you tonight. You know, the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving in a mighty way. We pray the peace of God, which passes all understanding, would rule your hearts and minds tonight by Christ Jesus. We pray that you would be filled to overflowing and that the eyes of the Spirit, the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your understanding would be filled with light, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would fill you tonight, and that you would have a deeper understanding of the Holy Spirit and what his plan for your life is. We pray that you'd know his will and that the kingdom of God would come into your life. So we just want to encourage you in Jesus' name to pray for the harvest. You know, Matthew 9, 38, Luke 10, talk about the harvest. It's truly plentiful, but the labors are few. So pray for the harvest that they come in. Pray for our national and local leaders. We want to pray for Obama, President Barack Obama, and his family, and our our senators, our mayors, our governors, those that are in the uh, office, those that are in the military, those that are making decisions over our country, those that are policy makers. Pray for our national and local leaders of government. In Jesus' name, we just pray for the United States of America. Pray for the church that God will make it a praise in the earth. Look at Isaiah 62, 7. Pray that God would make the, the church, the body of Christ, a praise in the earth. Pray that God would make you, his people, a praise in the earth. Father, we pray that, that you would raise up your body, you'd raise up your people, so that they would be pleasing to you. But just say, pray that God would open up doors for the ministry of his word. So when you're praying, just begin to ask God. Open up the doors for the ministry of his word. Pray for ministers. Pray for those who are preaching the gospel. Father, we just pray for open doors for your gospel. Opportunities to preach your word, not only for us and for our lives, but for those that are going forward. Pray for those that have mistreated you. The Bible says, forgive and you should be forgiven. Pray for those that have mistreated you. Pray that you enter not into temptation. That's part of the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not to temptation. So pray that. Pray that your love may abound towards all people. Pray that you have a right attitude towards people all the time. That the love of Christ would dwell in you richly. Pray that your whole spirit would be Preserved blameless. Your whole spirit, mind, and body would be preserved blameless. That's First Thessalonians 5.23. But pray that. That's a prayer. Pray for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. Pray. Those that seek, those that hunger and thirst shall be filled, the Bible says. Pray that you interpret what you speak in tongues. 
You say, well, I don't speak in tongues. Well, then pray that you, uh, God would allow you. You know, pray that God would allow you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Look, we're commanded. So, Father, we pray right now that people would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that their spirits and minds and bodies would be preserved blameless, that they would have love. Lord, they'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hey, First Timothy 2.2 2 says, Pray that you would lead a quiet and peaceable life. So Father, we pray that we would lead quiet and peaceable life. Pray that you'd have the desires that God wants you to have. Lord, we just pray for your desires. Your will be done in your kingdom come, Lord. Put your heart in it. So Father, we just pray for all those that are listening tonight. We ask your plans and your purposes come forward. In their lives, Father, we just thank you. Just ask blessings upon them. We just ask that you be blessed tonight. This is Prayer International Radio. Go in peace. This is my song.